Welcome to Homestand Leafs, powered by Sports Interaction Sportsbook and Casino, your homegrown sportsbook. Bet local. I'm your host, Albert Vartanian, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Justin Pooney. We'll tell you why Ryan Reeves deserves to be on the Leafs' first power play unit. Oh, well, on today's show, how worried should Leafs fans be about William Nylander? What does Ilya Samsonov's recent play mean for Martin Jones? And why that, Ryan Reeves, is exactly what the Leafs need. I'm Albert Vartanian, he's Justin Pooney, and this is Homestand Leafs. And what a huge win, Justin Pooney, mm. by the Toronto Maple Leafs on Saturday night against the Winnipeg Jets in Winnipeg. Imagine they didn't win that game, and we had this whole bye week and the All-Star break to talk about it. Imagine what we would be stirring up, Justin Pooney. I don't think it would be that negative, Albert. I think No, but they, we'd be like, oh, look at this. They go in. They don't it win. Did, it Samsonov. How they lost. Yes, They lost a close game. It would have been a different story. But, uh, hey, look, they went to Winnipeg. There was a whole lot of fans. Uh, in the building there, again, made me sick to my stomach. People in Winnipeg, just go to the game and support your team. They don't were there. Left, don't let Leaf fans infiltrate your building. Once again. I'm like just, they did in Vancouver? No. Canucks Calgary? Fans are, Canucks fans are pretty loud and Edmonton? There. Dude, it is what it is. Canucks fans, we were, we were loud and proud. That you're, you're huge on this, though. You don't like the fact that I Leafs fans travel Look, well. I don't, and I get it. It's a historical brand and stuff like that. But it's just a whole narrative that the league changes its entire schedule for the home team to – Acclimate the Leaf fans. It's that's just the most frustrating part to me. Um, now the Leafs did what they had to do, barring the fans. They or whatever did. Happening. They did. Um, they definitely, you know, they they had a strong performance. Again, we thought on Friday's pod Mark Shifley wasn't going to play. He didn't, so that did change things. But the Leafs did what they had to do. They came out and they won a game. They head into the bye week now, four wins in the last five games, mm-hmm. playing some great hockey, Albert. And now, you know, Riley, Matthews, Marner, Nylander get to put on a show for the hometown crowd at yeah, the All-Star which game. Which they weekend. will. And you're going to be at some exclusive uh, All-Star party and going to pour shots for Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, hey, are you? Hey, hey. Hopefully. JT Miller, hey, JT, it's me. You know me. Talk, where's Talk? Is Talk going to be in the building? Well, he's coaching, so Talk is, of course, going to be in the Talk city. will be in the no, building. We'll, we'll, we'll find him. Okay, let's introduce uh, our newest segment. Mm-hmm. This is brought to you by our boss here at Homestand Sports. Shout out to the boss. Great week, tough week. That's basically what it is. Who's had a great week? Who's got a tough the week? The name is still under, you know, construction. Yeah, it's still under construction. We'll get into it. Let's start great week. This guy, listen, he was on the IR. He was injured. Then he was interviewed and said, listen, I'm still in the IR, but I'm actually healthy. I'm ready to come back. Mm-hmm. That man is Ryan Reeves, who gets inserted, who got inserted back into the lineup against the Winnipeg Jets in his hometown of Winnipeg, Manitoba. Has a great game. Plays nine minutes and 33 seconds, Justin Pooney. Mm-hmm. It's been a great week. For Ryan Reeves. Absolutely. Look, and I've said on Friday after we finished recording, I'm like, watch Reeves is going to get inserted into the lineup um, because he's playing because of the injury. the And then, you know, he's going to be inserted. You're like, no, he's not going to play. He's not going to play. Well, hold on. We have to say Cal Croak took one off the hand. Three to four weeks, broken knuckle. And then Bobby McMahon is, is thrown on IR. Yeah. So, I mean, that's probably one of the reasons why he made it into the lineup. Would he have made it into the lineup regardless? We don't know. I think they would have put him in because he's the guy from Winnipeg. And like you said, like he had a very interesting week besides the game where he was dominating the topic of conversation a lot, especially on this podcast and a lot of other <laughs> yeah, media outlets in Toronto because he said he gets out of bed and his knees are loose. He has to lock his knees back into place pretty Poonie, much. we wouldn't even have this conversation no. if he wasn't making as much money as he is. No, If he's wouldn't. making min salary... 
okay. Then it's just like, okay, he's a, well, he's a fourth liner, and it True. is what it is. If he gets hurt, then you send him down. True. I, I get what you're saying, but it, it was an interesting week for Ryan Reeves, and I'm glad that he got a chance to put on a good performance. He got the I belt post game. What a shot that was with him and JT at the end. Uh, I think that should be an album cover. That might be the cover of today's podcast episode. Oh, good idea. I like you that. Know, I it, like that. It, may, it might be, but how did he score that goal, Albert? Beauty. The guy can't really skate anymore, right? But what did he do? He got in front of the net. And he, you know, he was a net front presence. We were talking last week about, you know, change it up on the power play. Yes. One, put Ryan Reeves in the front of the net on no, the power okay. play. Well, yeah, you're going too far. You got, you, you, like, you were on the right track. <laughs> and you went over the top. Reeves on the top power I'm just, play. Maybe the second power play. Guy Boucher would never. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I look, a guy who came in with a big contract, a lot of expectations to be that protector, to change the, the energy and the culture of the team. Didn't happen at all. Got to a horrible start to the season. Then got injured. Um, but I'm glad for a guy like Ryan Reeves because it, it seems to me that he's a well-liked guy in the locker room. Every locker room he goes to, every team he plays with, everybody wants him in the locker room. He's the guy you want in the foxhole with you. Mm-hmm. Um, hell, he fought Marcus Foligno countless times before he went to Minnesota, and then they became best buds in Minnesota. It is what so, it is. He's a guy that you want to see you know, play well and just not get buried like that. So kudos to Ryan Reeves, scoring a goal in your hometown, playing a big game, um, playing nine minutes, which for Ryan Reeves, if we said you know, even last week, Ryan Reeves is going to play nine minutes in a game. I wouldn't have believed you, but you know, kudos to him for having a good game. And hopefully um, the break, you, know, you can ice his knees, take care of his knees for the next week and come back and maybe not play every game, but be a consistent contributor on you know a semi-night-to-night basis with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Buddy, let me tell you, if he can play every game like that, the way that he did, mm-hmm. that's exactly what the Toronto Maple Leafs need. Even In nine minutes and 33 seconds, every shift, yep. he was a factor. He made that goal happen, chasing down the Jets player. Mm-hmm. For him to cough up the puck, Gregor gets into the zone. He established his p- position in front of the net. And beautiful tip to score the goal. I thought he played hard. He played heavy in a game that I thought got physical from the first puck drop to the end of the game. I thought Ryan Reeves, listen, I thought he was excellent. Just nine minutes and 33 seconds. And a shout-out, great week for the fourth line. Because what do you want for your fourth line? You want them to be a factor on the ice Mm -hmm. when they're out there, to not be a dash one, dash two every single night. Against the Jets, more often times than not, Kampf, Gregor, and Ryan Reeves were in the offensive zone creating havoc. That's something the Leafs haven't had in a long time. And, exactly. and I feel like I've seen this now. It's been a bit of a trend over the past few games where the fourth line has a bunch of jump to it. They have pace with Gregor. He can hit as well. You got Ryan Reeves in there now. If he can play like that, mm-hmm. he's a great addition. Camp is like he's the technical guy, the hands guy. He gets to the center of the ice. He can win puck battles. He can win face-offs. So I thought overall it was a really good fourth-line performance against the Jets. Absolutely. Look, and you need that from your fourth line moving forward where you want them to be able to, um, you know, eat up offensive zone time even if they gain even I think one of the biggest things a fourth line can do is if you can get offensive zone time and force an offensive zone face off where then your big boys can come back out and get an automatic offensive zone start that is a huge key Um, and I saw that a lot on Saturday you talk about Camp Gregor Uh, I really liked how Gregor played he plays kind of just you know in can get in those dirty all those guys can get in those dirty areas win puck battles in the corner um gregor and camp you know they're not the fastest guys in the world but they're pretty fleet of foot um i believe that if again it's always a question with the line juggling but i just really want to see especially the pair of camp and gregor get some run because i think they can really be 
They also have the potential to take on a bit of more of a defensive role as well and play a little bit more ice time in that sense. Um, so that's something that I think looking forward with that fourth line. Again, a really nice performance from the fourth line. You could say that could have been the Leafs' best line on Saturday. Honestly, probably. Yeah, it could have been their best line. Yeah, Greg and Cap been together for a while. Throw Bobby mm-hmm. McMahon in there. Yeah. But that seems to be their fourth line. Okay, let's go great week and tough week. You want to go tough week for William Nylander? Yeah. I will say this off the top. I thought he played his best game since signing the contract against Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. But there's an issue here. Zero points in his last three games, just two goals in 10 since signing the contract. Yeah. Make it that what you will. I'm willing to give him a bit of a longer leash mm-hmm. because he, of what he's done so far this season. But, bro, that's, that's really concerning. You sign yeah. a massive deal and you go from world beater, the talk of the NHL, to tearing up the global series, to not going more than, what, one or two games without a point, to... 10 games. Well, look, he had with what? With just two goals. It's he had, unacceptable. He had the back-to-back three-point games against San Jose. But then after that, Albert, it's been a whole bunch of zeros. Yeah, he right? signed the contract on January 8th. 8th, which they played um, San Jose on the 9th. Yeah. That was in between both San Jose games. Right. So, you know, he was on the high streak then. Then they go to Long Island. He's a minus one. No points. No points all the way till I believe... Where did they go? Until they went to uh, Calgary. He had two points in Calgary. Then had two points in Vancouver. Thought he could turn the two goals in Vancouver. And then again, nothing since. Right? Yeah. So we've seen like little spurts where, okay, he might be turning things around. Then he goes right back to being, you know, not really a factor. Now, I did notice him on the screen on Saturday, which could a be lot. the start of something, you know, good for them. He was a minus one, though, uh, in that game. Um, it is going to be interesting to me to see how this break and maybe he gets recentered, refocused, maybe being, you know, we saw in the global series how much attention he got for being kind of the star of the show that weekend. Well, he's going to be in Toronto this weekend for the All-Star game. He's going to get a lot of immediate attention. Does that maybe kind of, not in a way, boost his ego a little bit? Kind of, you know, get put the spotlight more on him, get him feeling good about himself. Everybody's going to be kind of singing his praises. Does that, I'm, hey, you laugh at it, but... So I think could, it's ridiculous. I get what you're saying, but is it's, that is that something that he needs? You just to got paid game? twelve and a half, or what? what not twelve and a half, eleven and a half. The twelve and a half. That's what's going to Mitch Marner. <laughs> eleven and a half million. Yeah. Like, why do I want the payer? The, the payer, the player I just paid, I gave the bag to, as the kids say these days, to need a, an ego boost and some sort of motivation that's from the being the star of the All Star game. But that's just the type of player he is. Though. We, uh, need, well, we know he's. Then that's a guy. massive problem. Rather than getting a kick up the, you know what, he needs a pat on the back to get going. Well, he was frustrated. He had two shorthanded chances. He mm-hmm. couldn't score. He slammed the door on the bench. He's like, I'm pissed off. So I mean, he was a lot more engaged. I will say that there yeah. was a moment where I think it was at the second period was about to start, and the camera pan to to Nylander talking to uh, Tavares and uh, Tyler Bertuzzi. Mm-hmm. And he was saying something, and he was telling them what to do, and he ended it by saying, you can see his mouth saying simple, like simplify the game. So that told me he was a lot more engaged. Mm-hmm. He's talking to his line mates. He's like, let's do this, let's do that. And I haven't seen that in a long time, probably over this 10-game stretch. Yeah. But listen, he's got to be better. We, we went through the secondary scoring. I feel like I do that on every <laughs> single show, and it's non-existent. And we'll get to that with Tyler Bertuzzi later on the show. But it's a really big problem. So if your secondary scoring isn't showing up and putting goals in the back of the net, and now one of your top guys isn't doing that? Dude, what are you going to win? Nothing. You're going to win anything. We know that. We know that with this team so far. No, I know. They're but I'm just camped. saying. We're saying, like, that's why Austin Matthews is the Hart Trophy winner, yeah. right, at this particular juncture of the season because they need him to score 40 goals in however many games they've played so far He's this season. Right? 70 goals. He needs to score 70 goals for the Leafs to 
clinch a playoff spot. They're in a wild card spot right now, Albert. Yeah. Right, and they're they're in a they're in a dog fight. It's gonna be a dog fight, and it's gonna be very interesting going down the stretch on post All Star break how this team plays. They need William Nylander to get back to being William Nylander before the contract extension. If they want to get into the top three of the Atlantic Division and get out of this wild card thing, they have to. They no need kidding. need William Nylander to pick it up. That is going to be a crucial thing. But like you said, this whole month of January, barring the big payday, which was very big for William Nylander, it's been a horrible month for William Nylander. Okay, let's right? take a quick break, and we'll get to Ilya Samsonov, who was good again. We didn't forget about Sammy, who no. was excellent once again. Nick Robertson, John Tavares... Guy Boucher, he's going to take some heat too, coming up after the break. Homestand Leafs is powered by Sports Interaction, your homegrown sportsbook featuring custom same-game parlays and prop bets you won't find anywhere else. So why bet with one of those American companies that don't know anything about your teams, players, or games that matter to you? Sports Interaction, your homegrown sportsbook. Bet local. Ilya Samsonov. Justin Pooney, last three games, 3-0, and mm-hmm. just three goals allowed. 24 saves against the Jets on Saturday night. Six of those saves coming on the penalty kill. The Jets didn't score on the power play. Horrible power play right oh, now. They're missing stinks. Mark Shifley. But regardless, he's still got to make big saves mm-hmm. to keep your team in the game. That's exactly what Samsonov is doing. He was – this is probably the best compliment I can pay him from that game. You didn't talk about him. He made the saves when he needed to make saves. He didn't make any really spectacular saves, but he showed up when he needed to. He looked calm. He looked comfortable. He looked like a goaltender who's found his confidence once again. He wasn't the reason the Leafs lost the game. And he, he wasn't was, the reason they won either. He was, he was just solid, right? Uh, we saw the game on, was it Wednesday night against Winnipeg, where he was the reason they won Ooh. the game, right? But this is just, this is falls more. You're not going to get a performance like that from Ilya Samson up on a night and night out. Night but basis. you're not going to get a performance like that from most goalies in the Exactly. NHL. But if you get a performance like you got from him on Saturday, you know, on a night in, night out basis, you're going to win a whole lot of games, yeah. right? He, and it should have been one goal allowed, the last, the 12 second goal at the end of the game. Come on, you guys, got to do a little bit better job in your defensive zone. You saw what happened though, right? I Jake did. McCabe got into it with, uh, I can't remember what the player's name was, and he just turned his back on the play. Exactly. And then scrum ensues and yada, yada. Yeah, yada. exactly. So it should have been one goal against that night, but again, um, Ilya Samsonov, again, just looks so... Whatever Curtis Sanford is, you know, and him to have discussed, it has done a wonderful job. Ever since he's gone back to the minors and come back up, he's not making, you know, I've talked about every podcast. He just looks so in control of his game. He looks so calm in the crease. He looks so reserved. He looks mentally focused. And that right there is such a big thing. You're now seeing the team play a lot better in front. They're not scared to have him in the net. They're not scared to have him in the crease because now they're building that trust. Again, it's like any relationship, whether that's personal, work-related, whatever. When there's trust, you're going to be able to grow in a relationship. That's some relationship advice for everybody out there. That's including relationship Um, (laughs) advice. (laughs) Um, But that's exactly uh, what I've noticed from Ilya Samsonov. And again, kudos to him and Albert. Look. If this continues, he's uh, the you know his confidence is you know growing each and every day. He could probably be the number one goalie again with a bullet. Oh, are we getting into Joseph this? Con- Wall, are we getting into this conversation? Regardless right of Joseph Wall comes back, I think look, you might have to ride Samson off again until three uh, games, three games, three games. It's three games, but three impressive, about impressive one. games. Let's he went from zero. You're calling him number one right I'm now. I'm saying he could go from zero to hero very quickly. Okay, great week for Samson. Mm-hmm. Perfect transition into tough week. Well, you want to touch on this. Yes. Tough week, you believe, for Martin Jones. Yeah. I mean, look, he hasn't done anything in particular to lose his number one job, but 
you know, he didn't play well the last couple games before Samsonov came in. And now it doesn't look like Samsonov's going to, you know, lose the crease anytime soon. So could we be seeing the end of this magical run for Martin Jones, this career renaissance for Martin Jones in Toronto? Um, I think, look, it's he's done so much to help this team. But his last couple performances in what uh, Calgary and Vancouver, um, you know, didn't help him, didn't do him any favors, right? Um, and I think, you know, Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, excuse me, they didn't do him any favors uh, to get the net back. Right, because I said, you know, last week on Monday's pod, I said, look, I would start Martin Jones one of these games against Winnipeg. Well, we saw the performance from Samsonov on Wednesday, and that you had to go back with Samsonov on, Sa- on Saturday. So now, when are you going to get Martin Jones back in? It's not going to be the first game back against the Islanders. Samsonov's going to get that for sure. Um, that to me is going to be very interesting moving forward because we know Wall's going to start practicing post break. Could we be seeing the end of Martin Jones, uh, you know, playing in the Toronto Maple Leafs crease? Um, possibly. I think the conversation is, do they carry three goalies when Wall comes mm-hmm. back? And if Samsonov can continue this trend of being a really good goalie and, and getting his confidence back and being back, mm-hmm. I think that's the conversation we have. I believe that they'll end up carrying three goalies. I think you still you still can't fully trust Samsonov, even though I love the guy and I love the story. Mm-hmm. You still can't fully trust him. you got to see more from him. I, I need to see at least a couple more weeks of him playing really well. Not even really well. Just be a competent goalie. Just be able to to backstop this team and not be the reason why the Toronto Maple Leafs are losing games. And I think he's trending in that direction. Mm. When Wall comes back, we don't know. It's an unknown. You hope he returns as the goalie that was playing so well in the playoffs and mm. to start the season, but you don't know. You don't know how serious this injury is and how much it might continue to affect him moving forward. So with that said, you can't send Martin Jones down because he's going to have to pass through waivers. Based on the way Marty Jones played... And I guarantee a team will pick him up, and the Leafs will not be willing to risk that. No you, way. You look at Marty Jones's last, what, five games, six goals against against Vancouver, three against Calgary, three against Edmonton, four against Colorado, four against the Not Islanders, all on right? him, though, if you They're watch those games. They're not all on him, it's right? Not. It's not all on him. But the way this team has kind of found a spark behind Samsonov, and they're kind of rallying around him, you got to go with that, right? You got to go with the hot hand. You got to go with the guy that the players have a whole bunch of confidence in. Um, so I just think that, look, Martin Jones, and we know how they feel about Joseph Wall. They basically want him to be the number one of the future, right? So I just see that Marty Jones is, yeah, look, you're, you might be right for the fact they might lose him to waivers. They just keep all three on the roster. Um, Someone's going to have to go somebody's down. Somebody's going to have to go down, right? Probably Someone, be William Legison. William Legison or whomever, right? But you run three goalies, sure. But who's the number one, right? Remember the old story is... I don't think... Well, you got to remember... You don't have, if you have two number ones, you don't really have a number one. But you got to right? remember, coming into this season, the plan was a tandem. They never really had a number one. Yeah. I think, would they want Joseph Wall to run away with it? I he think, was. I think he that's was the case. At one point? That is definitely the case, considering yeah. that Samsonov is a pending free agent, mm-hmm. right? You don't want to have to get into a position where like, wow, Samsonov is a number one once again. Do we pay him? Mm-hmm. We just took him to arbitration. But now do we have to pay him? With Wall, you still have him under contract. Yeah, that's true. So I think they want Wall to be that guy. I do believe, personally, that Wall will end up becoming that guy. Mm -hmm. But for this season, heading into the playoffs, if they do get there, which I believe they will get there, I think you got to ride with three goalies, man, just in case. Just in case, you got to keep Martin Jones up. Okay, uh, so that was a tough week for Martin Jones, as per Justin Pooney. Let's go... um, Let's go John Tavares because he hasn't gotten a lot of love uh, on this podcast or anywhere else. But his first goal in 11 games, mm-hmm. he's gone 22 without a goal on five on five. So it's a big problem. I will say this, though, and this is one of my buddies who brought up a good point. 
He goes, the Toronto Maple Leafs, for whatever reason, their defensemen don't like shooting from the point and just throwing pucks on net. And I'm, I'm going into a deep dive with that. I'll, I'll come back on Wednesday with my numbers because I had a, a lot of math involved. I didn't go to Kumon like Justin Just Cooney, off the eye test. So it takes, takes me a while. But off the eye test, you know, Leafs defensemen don't really shoot the puck. They did a lot of that against Winnipeg. Two of their goals came on tips, mm-hmm. the Reeves goal and the Tavares goal. And if you watch Tavares on the power play, he's the guy who gets in front of the net, tries to establish position and tip one in or just create some, some chaos up mm-hmm. there. But if you notice over the past few weeks, he'd get in front of the net and then get out of there because the no pucks were coming in. They're just looking for Austin Matthews for the one-timer. Which works and nine times. So what happens? They throw pucks on the net. He gets a tip in, a beautiful tip, first in 11 games. And I just think they need to utilize that more. It's not like Tavares just completely went missing. He was still battling the same way he was, one of the best face-off guys in the NHL. So he's doing a lot of things, just not scoring the goals. I think they just need to use him better. Yeah. That, that, that's it's still, true. That's still not an excuse for going 11 games on no, a goal. No, I, right? I, I 100% agree, but I can understand how the drought started and why it went on so long. Again, we're talking about Ryan Reeves making all that money. Well, John Tavares makes a whole lot of money to be putting the puck in the back of the net, right? Yeah, but uh, hold on. But 11-game stint of not scoring a goal. That's a long time. Yeah, but that doesn't erase everything that he's he's done for the Toronto Maple Leafs in terms of being productive every single season, right? You can't erase that in a short amount of time. Just like with William Nylander. You know how I feel. Just like with Nylander, right? You can easily write him off right now. Yeah. But would you be surprised if he's rattled off the rest of the season where he's scoring almost every other game? We can say whatever we we want with William Nylander. The thing is, though, he's still leading the team in scoring, right? He still still carried the mail a lot in the first half of the season, right? What is – John Tavares hasn't been the – this season, we haven't really noticed him a whole lot. He's projected this year to have, what, 60 points in 82 games. Again – I go back to that contract, Albert. I know it's he's older in age now and he's not worth it, but you need to ha- see more from your captain. You need to see more from this guy who's making eleven million dollars. And I, 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 I get it. It might be unfair. It might be you know, you know, disrespectful or whatever. But he's getting paid this much amount of money. Forty-seven games played, thirteen goals. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. Yes, you can be a good face-off guy. Yes, you can establish net front presence and stuff like that. But you're still a minus two on the season, right? You're still not a. You're not a. You know, you're not making a defensive change. You're not in the plus, right? Now again, it's a team game and all of that. But John Tavares, too often this season, throughout the season, has gone through spurts where he's not noticeable whatsoever, right? He's had flashes where you notice him, but for a guy like that to not be noticeable. Every, Austin Matthews, right? We talked about it before. We just went on. He didn't play very good. He's turning the puck over and stuff like that. But every shift, you still noticed him. Talking different levels here. The different level. But even Mitch Marner. Even Mitch Marner. You do, he, Tavares and Mitch Marner, I find that a lot of times they get lost in the shuffle. They don't really notice them. But there's times where Mitch Marner will ramp it up and you notice him. He's a driving force. I don't see that that much with John Tavares. And that's something that needs to change. I've seen it with Mitch Marner. I've seen it with Nylander. You see it with Matthews on a night-to-night basis. But with Tavares, you don't see him being a driving force of a line or the team. And that needs to change. Going to the second half, we talk about second the secondary scoring. Mm-hmm. Him and Nylander, well, I would even you know they have to really pick it up in this second half. Tavares needs to be touching near thirty goals this year. Well, um, they, listen for Tavares, he's not getting at least over the past fifteen games. Mm-hmm. Let's say fourteen games, he's getting no production from his wingers. It's true. And Nylander, Tyler Bertuzzi, and we'll flip well, quickly to tough week. Tyler Bertuzzi, fourteen game goal drought at the moment. He almost scored. 
against Winnipeg. That goal probably should have counted. We could debate it all night long whether or not it was goaltender interference, mm-hmm. but I think it should have counted. But now it's 14 games goalless. 27 games was his longest goalless drought, and that was his second season with the uh, Detroit Red Wings. So it was a long way to go for Tyler Bertuzzi, but he's got to be better. I mean, what's he on pace for, Justin? Like 11 goals or something like that? Uh, I, I, I yeah, anyway, so. it's, it's, it's not great. It's a big problem right now in terms of secondary scoring, Tyler Bertuzzi. He does a lot that you like in terms of being tough and getting into corners and fighting for pucks and forechecking and back-checking. 10 goals he's projected yeah. to score. So he does all those things. But listen, you're on the second line. You're making five and a half milliones mm-hmm. a year. Ten, you're pending, ten goals. You're ten a pending goals. UFA. Like, you need to score some goals here. And this is why, like, you look at... Tavares' wingers, and you're like, okay, well, it kind of makes sense when you look at everything. You take a bird's-eye view, and you're like, well, his wingers aren't producing. He's not really producing. Everyone needs to click on the same line, and it's just not working. I wonder with Tyler Bertuzzi, right? Look at his career stats right now. He had that 130-goal season in 21-22 where he had 68 games, 30 goals, right? Other than that, his career high is 21 goals. He's had a couple seven-goal seasons. I know in 2020-2021, he only played nine games because of injury, but Look, man, this guy, maybe that he said that one really good 30-goal season, that's all he Oh, he had a really good playoff. He did. With the Bruins. He 10, did. I think 10 points, right, in those yeah. seven games but in just Florida. Maybe Tyler Bertuzzi is not a 20, a 20 goals. Maybe he's a 15-goal Yeah, I don't think so scorer, either. Yeah. Right? But to get paid $5.5 million to be a 15-goal scorer, it's outweighs the you know the production and the pay. Still, right there. I'm banking on the playoffs. I'm right. banking off playoff Burt, man. Playoff. If they make the playoffs. If they make the playoffs, I'm banking on playoff Burt. Okay, let's take another quick break, and we'll come back. We've got a few more here. Nick Robertson, Simon Benoit gets his mm-hmm. first goal, and Guy Boucher. I know I teased it last time, but I got some beef with Guy Boucher. You know, we have this new segment that we started. Mm-hmm. You know, tough week, great week. And we're at the third block of this podcast, the final block of this podcast. We haven't even said anything about Austin Matthews. This guy's got 40 goals. Brother, what can you say about him, man? This guy... Preach. Look. Let's hear it, I man. think I'm the president of the Austin Matthews fan club Oi! right now. I, I honestly think so, that I'm the president of the Austin Matthews fan club Let's now. hear it, man. Bro, we say this guy can play a bad game and still score goals. It's simple as that. That's how much of a heater he's on this year. Uh, that's how much he's been the driving force of the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's... How much so I believe he's the third best player in the NHL behind Connor McDavid and Nathan McKinnon. Look. That says that says it all. The fact of the matter is this. If the Leafs didn't have Austin Matthews, they wouldn't even be in a playoff spot. Right? They'd be out of the playoffs. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. Yeah, we look they at the numbers. They would be out of a playoff spot, right? It's true. If you, look, if you take his production out of it, they're yeah. not in a playoff spot. They're not. Austin Matthews is the Toronto Maple Leafs. He is. Right? As much as we want to say that he doesn't perform well in the playoffs and stuff like that, the Leafs would not be in any situation to be successful if it wasn't for Austin Matthews. Mm. He, that's at the, why at the All-Star break, he's my runaway choice to win the Hart Trophy, right? Because he's doing this much with a team that has so many flaws, right? And again, another week where he scored, I don't know how many goals he scored, Albert, but he scored a whole bunch of goals. He scored, what, one goal? He's got 25 in his last 24 games. There you go. 40 and 46. He scored Fastest what? leaf to scored 600 in Seattle, points. Scored in Seattle. Scored the game winner against Winnipeg. Scored again. Yeah. Right? Um... What this guy does is uncanny, man. And I think uh, what we're witnessing right now is in the likes of what we saw with Ovechkin during his prime, what we saw with the likes of Brett Hull, um, Gretzky, Lemieux. He's one of the best goal scorers. He's the best goal scorer of this current generation in the NHL. Yeah, he's got seven goals in his last six games, uh, dating back to Edmonton. Is it six? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, six games. Yeah. Incredible, man. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't go more than more than two games without without a point. And it's not going to surprise me if he wins All Star Game MVP, 
right? It's in Toronto. You know that's Newlanders. Right, you talked about I, it earlier. Like that's I, I his did, time to I shine. did, but I could see. It depends on how this All Star draft thing shakes out, or whatever the hell the, the however the hell they're doing this this situation. You got but the Beebs in the mix. The Beebs in the mix, his boy. Like, I could totally see it being awesome. I hope so. Yeah, I mean, weekend. it's in Toronto. It'd be great if it was. It'll one be. Of it's his weekend. I saw it on ESPN that he's at the commercial for it. He's the only guy on the commercial for it. You know, narrating throughout the whole thing. So look, this is a big deal for him, man. This is all the. The eyes and ears and lights are all going to be on Austin Matthews this weekend. This is his weekend, um, you know, to be the host of the All-Star Weekend. and He's going to be the man. Matthews is currently the man. Uh, can we just give – I want to give a quick shout-out to two players that don't play for the Toronto Maple Leafs. One being Sam Reinhart. 30, what, 36 goals? Who is on fire at the moment. He's got 37 goals. 37. He's just three behind Austin Matthews. Which is crazy. He's on a 13-game <laughs> point streak. Yeah. And in that time, he has 14 goals, four assists. The guy above him who's on the same same streak in 13 games is Nathan McKinnon, who you mentioned. He's got 12 goals and 16 assists for 28 points in 13 games. The guy is unreal. He's coming off a four-goal game. They're throwing bra- bras and panties on the ice in they Colorado. Are, they are, yeah. This guy is unbelievable. Dude, I mean, he's on pace to score 50, have 140 points this year. Yeah. And what's crazy is... He's just finally caught up to Kucherov, who's got 85 points this year. Kucherov's on a heater and a half. Right? Like, the fact is, it is a two now a two-man race to win the scoring title. Now, I'm going to say Things that. Can change. I'm going to say that, but then I'm seeing where's Connor McDavid out on this list right now. He's now fourth with 67 points. What, 18 points behind Kucherov? Can we say McDavid can catch Kucherov? Of course he can. He'll rattle off a couple five-point nights like it's nobody's I, business. I, 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 it's going to be very interesting. Look, JT Miller uh, and the Canucks guys, you know, they're still present up there, but I'm very interested to see how McDavid, if he can take this 18-point deficit and win another Art Ross trophy. Yeah. I would it would be so good for the NHL to see you know, Matthews run away with the the, the Rocket Richard, but to have a race, a scoring race between McKinnon and McDavid to go down the, I know Kucherov's there too, but to have McKinnon and McDavid down the stretch head-to-head for the Art Ross Trophy. That is a very good storyline. That's a very good thing the NHL would love to have. I don't think it happens because Connor McDavid has, if you watch them, he's still the same Connor McDavid, but he's changed his game. He's more defensive. Mm-hmm. I think he's realized he needs to change his game, adjust his game but for the Oilers to be better. That's a, cr- a credit to uh, Chuck Knobloch. Ch- not Chuck Chris Knobloch. Knobloch. Chris Knobloch. Look, Chuck he, Knobloch. We, you mentioned the Oilers are the second best team in goals against this season. Second best defensive team the in the second NHL. Second best defensive team. And this is a team before where we thought they had to win 7-6 every game. They're winning games on the defensive end now. And Which, thanks to Stuart Skinner and yeah. poor, how about, listen, we got to pour one out for Jack Campbell. The guy's in, dying over there in Bakersfield. Just, don't worry about him. The Oilers oh, are fine. I feel for him. Imagine you're, imagine you're Jack Campbell. Okay, you're still making, what, five, five million? Oh, he's be the you're down in Bakersfield. You can barely get a game, and you look up, and the Oilers are on fire. Best team in the NHL. Look, that's what happens, man. And I think, I really hope the Oilers break the all-time uh, win streak record. Well, they got Vegas. Vegas and to tie then, it, and then they have Anaheim. That Vegas game, the first game back from the break, is going to be really, really big. It will be. But if they beat Vegas, I, their schedule lightens up a little bit. By the way, quickly, I, last I checked at Sports Interaction, mm-hmm. for the Rocket Richard, Austin Matthews is minus 300. Yeah. Sam Reinhart, guess. Uh, over, over, under, plus 500. Over. 
over. It's plus 850. Last time I checked. Worth the show. Listen, everyone wants to kind of write him off. They're not talking about him, but he keeps scoring goals. He so does. You want a little sprinkle, make a little cash? Maybe Sam Reinhardt. But based on the way Matthews is playing, looks like he's not going to be stopped. Okay, we got off track. Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, <laughs> tough week. Guy Boucher. Yes. Guy Boucher is the assistant to Sheldon Key for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's the power play guy as well. I'm harping on him because the power play hasn't been great. And, I mean, Saturday took the sting off of it. They scored two goals on the power play. But two for 12. Uh, on the power play in the last four games. Not great. I think the last time I was in here, we were talking about their their power play being one for 20, which just isn't good enough. You know, we got to the point where Sheldon Keefe was was benching some of its stars. Matthews, Nylander, Marner. Not not being allowed mm-hmm. to go on the ice because they can't score in the power play. So, Guy Boucher, tough week for you, but trending in the right direction. They're still, they're still what, ninth on the power yeah, play? Yeah, still saw a power play. Right they behind. finished, I think, second last season behind they're, the Oilers, but no one was touching the Oilers. behind the Canucks still, but... Man, you know what a power performance the Canucks put on on Saturday night against. Them. We're not talking about the Canucks. Well, look, yeah, Guy Boucher, you got to change something up. We talked about it. You got to change it up. You know, it's just you can't be so Austin Matthews reliant on the power play because you know teams are going to load up on him. Get. So you need to find another way to change things up. And again, shoot the puck more from the point, as Albert said. Guy Boucher, get Max Domi on the power play. Uh, I don't know. Put Ryan, Max Domi Ryan on the PP1. That front presence on power play one. I'm not would be putting something. Ryan Reeves on there. Okay, we've gone through it all. I think Justin Pooney. It's time for Burton Pooney's Bankroll Booster, brought to you by Sports Interaction, your homegrown sportsbook. Bet local. Just one game mm-hmm. on the ice tonight. It's the Predators in Ottawa taking on the Senators. Justin Pooney, what do you got for us? Uh, it's the battle of mid and the battle of horrible tonight between the pet Predators <laughs> and the Senators. Uh, right now on Sports Interaction, the Preds are plus 1.5 on the puck line. It's an even minus 10 on the money line. I'm not going to touch any of that stuff right there. I'm going to go with a guy named Ryan O'Reilly to find the back of the net tonight at plus 200. Uh, This game smells greasy, disgusting, and ugly uh, all over the across the board, and there's no guy that fits that mold better than Ryan O'Reilly. So for that reason, at plus 200, take Ryan O'Reilly to score a goal. And Ryan O'Reilly, that guy loves playing the Sens. Mm-hmm. He's got eight goals, 17 assists, and he's a plus six in 23 games there against the Senators. I'm riding with the Preds on the money line for whatever reason. The Sens are leaking mm-hmm. goals at the minute. 40 goals against in the last 10 games. Ryan O'Reilly goal, Nashville Predators to win. And that was Burton Pooney's bankroll booster brought to you by Sports Interaction, your homegrown sportsbook. Bet local. All right, that's it from us here at Homestand Leafs. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget, we drop new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Yes, that's Homestand Leafs three times a week. And you can find us anywhere you download your podcasts, including Apple and Spotify. And don't forget, guys, to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Five stars, please. That will make Justin Pooney a very happy man. Also, if you want to send in a question, either through an email or a voice message, send them to Leafs at HomestandSports.com. We'll read or play your questions, concerns, or insults towards Justin Pooney on our Friday episodes. That email, again, is Leafs at HomestandSports.com. And for Justin Pooney, I'm Albert Vartanian, and this has been Homestand Leafs. Homestand Leafs.